1: You cats and kittens, ripe for a good mystery bash. I mean, uh, are you ready for a fine crime kit, a solid hunk of horror, or a Dixie beat? Would you like to dig a manly murder or two? Huh? Then, my friends, let on to the mystery layout. <laughs> Down its hair and he gets in the groove. And just so nobody can accuse us of being square, they're dishing you up a mystery in four-four times. A gory little dilly that really jumps. Yes, it's murder. And it all started when Nick and Nora Charles of thin Man fame went out to buy some records. So stash your frames while Nick, Nora, and Cass shoot you the lyrics. A murder in a record shop. Well, this one's empty, dear. OK, Nora. Will you
0: open the door, please? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh dear. There's a young man in there. Um, are you going to be here long? Huh? <laughs> are you going to stay here? He's climbing under the ceiling. Hey? Mm-hmm. Oh, listen. God fuck it. Really? Chicago style. Like Fix. What's he talking, Mickey? Basic English? Shh. Oh, this is going to kill me. But kill me. Oh, well, would you mind dying outside the booth? We'd like to play some records. Oh, listen. Just listen. Oh, are you sure he's all right? He's pitching. Oh, uh, well, I think that's what they call being sent, dear. Are you being sent, young man? Sent? I'm brain the oh, listen to this. That's murder. Well, thank you. Do you like that record you just played? Oh, it's terrible. Corny. Too commercial. Are those the records you want to hear? Yeah, what's the matter with them? Oh, long hairs. Why don't you get out of your long underwear? So long. Was that an insult? No, dear, no. Just uh, jive talk. Play one of our records, Okay, Okay, darling. Hey, let's gut bucket. Oh, I don't know, darling, but it sounds to me like some new kind of girdle. Uh, sit down, dear.
2: Hey,
0: what kind of stuff is that? Beethoven's romance, dear. It's about time you develop a taste for good music. What's the matter with my taste? I like to see everything Dinah Shore sings. You should learn to appreciate the higher form, dear. Here you go, Oh, Charles. Mr. Bailey. Nikki, I want you to meet Mr. Benjamin Bailey, the proprietor of the Cadenza Record Shop. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Charles. Oh, you do. Just call me Beethoven Funny, like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Charles, shall I start lecturing at him? Oh, please, then. You know, is this some kind of a plot?
2: Uh-huh.
0: For Mr. Charles, now he's just listening to a hunk of music called Romance by Ludwig von Beethoven, which is written in Andante. Which means not too fast, but don't
1: fall asleep, okay?
0: Hey, Benny, where did you learn about music? Well,
1: in my youth, I was a first piccolo player in the Sing Sing Philharmonic Orchestra.
2: Now, you take that
1: album there,
0: Chostakovich's Sixth Symphony. Chostakovich was influenced by Prokofiev, Stravinsky, Rachmaninoff, Brimsky, Korsakov, Glazinov, Mosikorsky, and Tchaikovsky. So what happens? So Chostakovich makes with the notes, and if you spend an ear. It sounds a little like Prokofiev, Stravinsky, Rachmaninoff, Romsky, Korsikov, and Tchaikovsky. Now, they're not to be confused with Beethoven, Bach, Brahms, Mozart, and Papa Haydn, who are of the German score, as against the Russian school. Two nations which are at war today, which is something to think about, ain't that, Mr. Charles? Oh, oh, yes. Yes, it certainly bears thinking about me. But to get along with my suppression. Now, Beethoven was carrying the torch for a hot little tomato called Countess Guizziati. Mm. Now, hark ye. Had a great file in his buddy Fradkin place. This passage. It's it, it sheer perspiration.
2: Uh,
0: well, what's the matter with Freddie? Did he run out of uh, perspiration? No, the record stopped. Something messed up this phonograph. Well, won't it go? No, it's that. Well, let me push it away from the wall, Benny. Well, what killed it, Nicky? Fradkin's plane? No, oh, baby. It was murdered. Oh, phonographs don't get murdered. They die natural death. Well, here's the bullet, Nora. Where it's where the murder. Well, now, who'd want to murder a phonograph? Must be some torpedo who hates music. The bullet came through that wall. There's the hole. It, what's on the other side of this wall, Benny? Another boat like this. There's just a thin partition of expensive soundproof junk between the boats. Someone in that other booth fired that bullet. Come on. I bet it's one of my competitors trying to ruin my business. Well, there's the door to the other booth. <coughs>
2: Oh,
0: steady, baby. Oh, look, Mickey, look that woman. Betty, turn off that record. All right. Uh, Is is she dead? Uh, Three bullet wounds in the head. Betty, you better call the police. Yeah, I'll phone right now. Mickey. Do you think the killer's still around? No, darling. If he was smart enough to turn on that record to cover the noise of the shot, he's smart enough to make a quick getaway. He must be a very queer killer, dear. He left his lipstick behind. What do you mean? This lipstick I just found. It's called, um, Passion Smear. Oh, but that probably belongs to the court. Uh-uh. It's a different shade. You see? They don't match her lips. Yeah. Hey, listen, all. you wait here. Where are you going? I want to speak to headquarters. It looks like a case for Inspector Gallagher. I'll be back in a minute. Hmm.
2: I wonder if...
0: Oh, I didn't notice that before. This is interesting. Nicky, did you... Oh, who turned off the lights? Oh, Let go of me! Let go me! Oh. With all the record shops in town, that dame had to pick my choice to get murdered. Now don't you worry, Benny. You'll get a lot of free publicity. Hey. Where are you running, Nick? The light in the booth is out. Come on. And where's that switch? There's a light. Oh, Is she cooked, too? Mm-hmm. No, she's coming, too, now. Oh, baby. Oh. Oh, Nicky. Benny, turn off that record. No, oh, you all right? Mm. As soon as both of you get together, Nicky, I'll be fine. Oh. Oh, I've been robbed. What's missing? The handkerchief I found. It it was under her body. It was a man's handkerchief. Now it's gone. Well, the police will be very interested to find out about this. Well, aren't you
2: interested?
0: Oh, now, darling, for once, just once, can't we mind our own business? Mr. Beethoven Benny, if your wife was attacked by a fiend while a record played St. James Infirmary, would you stand by and
1: I don't know. I ain't got a wife. Oh.
0: Well, then, if if, if you had me for a wife. In that instance, I would find a jack what's done it and tear him apart with my teeth. Oh, thank you, Benny. Well, Nick. Ain't you got no trouble you saw, in your door, Mr. Child? Has a knighthood that was once in flower and now become a stinkweed? <clears throat> well, when you put it like that, uh, give me your purse, Here, dear? Oh. Uh, has she got anything interesting in it?
1: Uh-huh.
0: A pair of nylons? Nylons? Oh. Oh, give me, give me. Donnie, you just got to find the person who murdered her. I want to thank him. Nick told me you find a lipstick. That would make the murder a woman. It couldn't have been a woman, Benny. Or she'd have taken the nylon for herself. Yeah, I'm afraid it was a man, Benny. Look at this letter. Dear Margaret, meet me in booth four, Cadenza record shop, 5.30 p.m. We'll settle this matter once and for all. So Don Marty... Hmm, it's quite another expensive stationer. What's her full name, dear? The envelope says Mrs. Martin Curtis. She's married to the guy who wrote that note. Do you know where he lives, Miss? Huh? Yeah, That's in her address book. Martin Curtis, 2065 West 86th Street. Next, you think it's a crime of passion? Uh, with her figure, Benny, it has to be. Let's go, Mickey. <laughs> If Marty isn't home, darling, try the door. Mm-hmm. It's open. Come in, darling. Hey, look at the floor. Racing forms and old dress shirts scattered all over. Dear, do you think Martin Curtis is a gambler? Racing forms and dress shirts mean only one thing. He's a musician. Let's see what's in the dressing. mm mm-hmm. More racing forms. What's this guy? Theronette Reed. And here's something... Discharge paper's from Sing Sing Prison. Seems Marty did quite a stretch there. Sing Sing? Why, why that's Beethoven Benny's alma mater. Yeah, he may be mixed up in this, too. Well, what have you got then? Marty's address book. I'm mean, going to keep it. Maybe may be helpful. Let's have a look in the bedroom. Uh, I don't think there's anything in there but more racing horns. <gasps> Get oh. them out. Well. Please. You also... Don't be a stubborn group or I'll shoot. Do as she says, honey. Well, all right. Oh, thank you so much. I don't like to kill people. It's so unfriendly. Um, are you wearing um passion smear lip Oh, I guess. Yeah. Do you like it? It's just my shade, and don't you come any closer. You'd uh, better give me that gun. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Now you'll be nice or I'll thrill you. I'm afraid you're not the type. I'll take the gun. No. See? I am the type. Oh, let
2: go of my hand. Let go. Drop that Mickey, gun. Mickey, don't you
0: dare hurt that poor girl.
2: My hand,
0: make him stop. Oh. Okay, I've got the gun now. Didn't any of my bullets hit you? No, I'm afraid your aim isn't very good. Who are you? Patricia Gardner. She's telling the truth, dear. That's the name on a letter in her purse. Oh, you. Oh, well, I'm Nora Charles, and this is
2: my husband, Nick. Mr.
0: Nora Charles? Oh, I've always admired you so much. Your husband is just as handsome as people say. You're cute too, Nora. Oh, well, thank you, darling. Look at this letter I found in a post. Well, what does it say? Um, unless you come through with ten thousand dollars in cash, you know what will happen to you. This is your last warning. Pat, when'd you get this? Today. That's why I took the gun. Have you got ten grand? Of course. When Daddy and Daddy left me millions. Why did you come here? Why'd you? To see Marty. Why? Well, I want to marry him. Well, did you know that he was already married? Marty, married? He never told did me. Did you know that his wife was murdered in the cadenzum music shop today? No. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes everything simpler. He won't have to divorce his wife then. Uh, Pet, where'd you get this done? Oliver gave it to me as a birthday present. Who's Oliver? Oliver Sawyer. He's a senior at Columbia, majoring in abnormal psychology. He thinks I have interesting traumas and wants to marry me. Is, um, this your lipstick? Uh, yes, would you get it? it? was lying next to the body of Mrs. Martin Curtis. I, I didn't kill her. I swear I didn't. Were you in that music shop? I won't tell you another thing. Pat, did you know Martin Curtis was an ex-convict? Uh, yes. Yeah. He told me about that. He's still on parole. But I don't care. I love him. Uh, Nora, will you um, write a few words on that typewriter, for please? All no right, dear. Pat, what else did uh, Martin tell you about himself? Well, he was afraid of someone he knew in Sing, Sing Oh, why? He said that this person could send him back to jail. Was this person named Benny Bailey? Well, yes. How did you know? Here, Nikki, the typewriter isn't very good. Yeah. But it's just what I thought. The letter we found in Mrs. Curtis's purse and this threat letter that Pat has were both typed on the same machine. What do you say to that, Pat? You mean Marty? No, I don't believe it. It can't be true. Pat, was the Oliver in the Cadenza music shop this afternoon? Yes. He called me and told me to meet him there. Then you were there, too. Of course, silly. How could I see him if I wasn't there? Oh. Oh, what am I saying? Oh, dear. Dad, why don't you tell us the truth about all this? All right.
2: May I have a good cry on your husband's shoulder first? Mm-hmm.
0: Use the right shoulder, dear. It's less bumpy. Oh, I'm such a dope. Oh, dear. There oh, now, Pat. Hey, let go of my hand. Watch it, Nicky. Just try and twist that gun out of your hand. No, Pat. You can't get away with it. I've got the gun back now. Oh, she bit me. Get your hands up. Then move we'll back to the bedroom. I'm going to lock you in. Go on. This time I won't miss. Come, Mickey. Hey, where'd you learn to bite guns out of people's hands, fast? I heard Nora do it on one of your radio programs. Here's the key. toodle Hmm. Charming child, isn't she, Beatrice? Oh. Well, how are we going to get out of here? Well, that won't be hard, darling. I've been trapped in apartments before. You can get out very quickly if you have to. This window leads to a fire escape. Come on, dear get out of here and see if we can find Martin Curtis. Hello. Hello. Is this Ivory Ike the Hot Pianist? It is indeed. Well, this is Nick Charles. Do you know where I can find Marty Curtis? Try Joe's on 52nd Street. If he ain't there, ask Big Lip Larry the trumpeter in the band where you can find him. Well, thank Maybe I can do you a favor someday. You can do me one right now. You know a hot horse in tomorrow's 7th at Jamaica? Oh, um, excuse me. Are you Mr. Big Lips Larry? Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, we don't want to interrupt you, but, um, can you tell us where we can find Marty Curtis? Oh, yeah, he was here about an hour ago. He says he's going to Googie Gilbert's joint in the village for a jam session. Well, thank you, Mr. Larry. Say, uh, maybe you know it's a good horse in the 7th at Jamaica. Well, darling, this is Googie. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute, baby. Look who's cool there. Oh, the jitterbug who was in our booth in the music shop. And well, I want to talk to him. Come over to his table. Uh-huh. Hello there. Oh, the long underwear, kids. You are, um, Oliver Sawyer, a friend of Patricia Gardner and student of abnormal psychology at Columbia, right? How do you know? Never mind, Oliver. What are you doing here? Research. I'm writing a paper on the influence of jazz on post adolescent youth. You're schizophrenic, aren't you? I wouldn't be surprised. What's your name? Well, I'm Nora Charles, and this is my husband, Nick. Oh. You're a manic depressive. Emma? That's very unusual in a beautiful woman. Uh huh. Thank you. Can I study you sometime? Uh, Well, uh, not uh, just now, Oliver. You see, my husband's a detective. Oh, are you Nick Charles, the famous criminologist? Uh Uh-huh. Tell me, Nick, what's the psychological type of a hatchet murderer? Do you find that they are frustrated butchers or surgeons? Well, suppose I ask you a few questions first, Oliver. Do you know Martin Curtis? Sure. That's him playing a liquor stick. Is he a friend of yours? Yes, and a very interesting type. He leans toward dementia precox. Oh. You want to meet him? Uh, why, yes. I'll send him over. Nikki, do you think he may be mixed up in this? I don't know, darling. Well, I think it's Marty Curtis. It's obvious. He had a chance to marry a rich little cat, and his wife wouldn't let him go. He's are He's coming over. Oh. I'm Marty Curtis. You want to talk to me? Oh, uh, yes. Oliver told me you was Nick Charles today. What's up? Did you see your wife in the, uh, Cadenza record shop today? What about my wife? She's been murdered. And okay, don't move. I got your gun. What do you... Oh, a gun. You or your guy tries to stop me, well, you'll get plugged. Well, did you murder her? You ain't gonna get anything on me. Just sit where you are. Goodbye. Nicky, he's going to all that back room. Don't get up, darling means business. He'll shoot to kill. Well, what do we do, Nicky? He went into that back room. Shall we go after him? Nicky, that was a shot. Open that door. Oh, come on. All right. Only oh, look. He's dead, baby. Bullet in his brain. There's a gun in his hand. He's the killer, Nick. He knew the game was up, and, and, and he committed suicide. No, there's a pay on the wall there. Phone Gallagher's police headquarters in hurry. All right, dear. Look, where are you going? I'll be back in a minute. There's someone I want to see. Oh. Oh dear. Hello. Oh, Inspector Gallagher, please.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, hello, Inspector. Well, this is Nora Charles. Mm-hmm. We've just found Martin Curtis. Mm-hmm. Suicide. Mickey? Oh, well, just a minute. Here he is. He just came back. He wants to talk to you, dear. Oh. Hello, Gallagher. Oh, what bullet? Yeah. Can I see? No, Inspector, I'm afraid Nora made a little mistake. Curtis didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. Uh, Take this down, Gallagher. It's the name and description of the killer. Oh, Oliver. Oh, Pat. Anyone been here since I left? No. What happened, Oliver? Marty. Marty killed himself. Oh, killed himself? Oh, this is awful. The best thing that ever happened to you, Pat. What do you mean? Because you killed Mrs. Curtis. What? I saw you, Pat. I was in the record shop. I saw you kill her through the glass partition of a record booth. And, and you knew all along? Yes, Pat. Are you going to tell? I love you, Pat. I'd never give you away. But you've got nothing to worry about. No one will suspect you now that Curtis is dead. His suicide's admission of guilt.
2: What are you doing there?
0: Turning on the phonograph.
1: Pat, are you going to marry me?
0: I I can't think about that now.
1: You'd better think about it, Pat.
0: Remember, I can send you to the electric chair if I want to. Oliver. Let go of me. You're hurting me. Yes, Pat. If I can't have you, no one else will. Listen to that music, Pat. What are you doing? Take your hand away from my throat. Listen to it, Pat. No, no don't. You're me. Don't. Nicky, I told you to ring the bell. Lord, they're No. Right, let her go, Oliver. Let her go or I'll fire. Oh. He was necking with intent to kill, I think. Well, you're not so wrong, Pat. He's been doing a lot of killing tonight. What are you talking about? The game's up, Oliver. You're under arrest for murdering Mrs. Curtis and her husband. You're crazy. I didn't kill Mrs. Curtis. Pat did. She just confessed. Did you, Pat? Well, yes. But I didn't know the gun was loaded. Give me your purse, Pat. Here.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh. The gun's inside it, all right. Huh? That's the gun that killed Mrs. Curtis. Yes, Oliver. Maybe I made a mistake. Come here. What do you want? Just this gun you had in your pocket. Aye. You see, Pat? It's exactly like the one you had. Except that it's filled with blanks. Pat, just what happened when you killed Mrs. Curtis? Well... I was waiting in the record booth for Oliver. She came in, turned up the record, and started a quarrel. She threatened me with a knife. I got frightened, pulled out the gun, and it went off before I knew what happened. Then I ran out. I didn't mean to kill her. You didn't kill her, Pat. Oliver here killed her. The gun you fired was filled with blanks. You don't know what you're talking about. There's no use pretending, Oliver. You switched guns with Pat, then you went to Googie Gilbert's. You slipped into the back room while Nora and I were talking to Morty. Morty came in, you jumped in, grabbed his gun, and killed him with it. You made it look like a suicide. And you opened the window of the back room and
2: escaped.
0: (sighs) Isn't he amazing, Oliver? Thank you, dear. But Oliver's amazing, too. I want to congratulate you, Oliver. You nearly got away with one of the greatest psychological crimes of the century. You really think so? What do I say? It won't take me alive. Nikki, he's going for the window. Oh. Is Nick coming here today, Nora? Mm-hmm. On his way back from police headquarters. Hello, Dolly. Hello, dear. Well, Benny, how are you? Fine. I'm ready to give out with my lecture where I left off. Oh, uh, not yet, Benny. I'm going to turn that record off. All right, now, Mickey. tell me how smart you were. Okay, dear. See, Oliver was in love with Pat. Mm-hmm. His problem was to get rid of Martin Curtis, so he bumped off Mrs. Curtis. Well, why, did he hate the whole family? Well, he knew that Curtis was an ex-con and would be under suspicion. He confessed at headquarters that he had access to Curtis' apartment. He, he typed those letters on Curtis' machine. Oh, to, to, uh, brain Curtis. Right, and to win Pat. He typed those threatening letters to Pat, and when she got scared, he got a gun for her. His plan was to make Pat think she committed a murder, and that he, Oliver, the great hero, was protecting him. Oh, a sort of, um, homicidal lover thing. Oh, for it. He became friendly with Mrs. Curtis, who was separated from her husband, Morgan Banks. He told her to threaten Pat with a knife, after convincing her that this would scare Pat into giving up credit. And uh, Oliver arranged for them to meet here in the record chart. Right. When Mrs. Curtis began waving the knife, Pat shot, just as Oliver the psychologist for you. Well, how did you know Curtis wasn't a suicide? Well, there were no powder burns in his temple. And that window in the back room was open. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, uh, when were you sure that Oliver was killed? After I spoke to Gallagher on the phone. He told me some of the shells they found were blanks. I had an idea that the shells in Pat's gun were blanks when she fired at me and missed, but I couldn't be sure. Mm, Oliver was quite a boy. All right, Benny, that clears up everything. You can start lecturing Mickey again.
1: Now Ludwig van Beethoven's romance is a hunk of
0: music that speaks of love, The thing which happens to all of us. Even the lowly earthworms. The people have been known to commit murder for love, but not earthworms, which proves that civilization ain't civil. And earthworms are smarter than people, only they don't have as much (laughs) fun.
1: we leave Nick and Nora Charles to the tender mercies of their musical guide Benny, both apparently untouched by what should have been an enlightening experience. Nora and Nick, I hate to say this, but I'm afraid you're hopelessly square. Oh, no, 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 don't go yet, my friend. We haven't visited the green room where the players are reversing our next performance. Come with me, please. Come. Come, come. (laughs)
0: I've been reading a book No, that's not the title The title is Great Detectives of Yesteryear Were there any? It may strike you as a revolutionary idea But there seem to have been some Primitive pumblers, no doubt That's not what the guy who wrote this book thinks Can he think? He says there'll never be detectives as great as they were Fiddlesticks what could they do that I can't? Walk 100 yards? That's simply substituting sweat for intelligence. I'm not so sure. Some of the things they did were terrific. For example, they could take one look at a man and tell you how old he was, where he was born, what he had for breakfast that morning, and whether he was intelligent or just an isolationist. Charles play, Archie. You could do it? Naturally. I don't believe it. What would you like me to do? Give you a demonstration? Sure. Yeah. Bah is no contribution to conversation. Me, I think you're hedging. I'm doing nothing of the sort. It's simply that. Let's forget the whole thing. After all, you're not perfect. You have your failings. You're entitled
1: to a few. It's warm for July. And, ah, Archie. Although there have been warmer Julys, on the other hand, there have been colder ones. Taking them all. Ah, all... Get up. I, uh, I'm up. Spend it. You know where the door is. Of course, you're not banishing me from hearth and home. Go
0: through it. Stop the first man that passes this house. Preempt me. You understand? A glimmer begins to light up my mental darkness. I look at him and tell you his profession, his matrimonial status, his habits, and many other little things about him you might like to know. You will? I said so, have not I? I know, but, boss, should a man
1: of your weight get so far out on a limb? OK. I'm going, and I'll be back with a $64 twist. Hey, did you recognize those two people? Huh? Well, he'll be sounding gentleman. He's none other than a great detective. And he'd be the last to deny this, Nero Wolfe. Also present was Archie, Mr. Wolfe's confidential secretary and trusted assistant. And since it takes nothing short of an act of God to get Nero farther away from his easy chair than the dinner table back, I guess you'd call Archie his legs too. Well, with Archie doing the footwork, Nero Wolf solves a rather unique mystery in our next play. The case of the last laugh murder. This is Peter Lorre, Closing the doors of the mystery playhouse.
2: Good night.
1: This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.